I literally adjusted my Instagram handle to read after investing Latina, it says JLo personal finance. And I did this around my birthday in December. So literally just a couple of weeks ago. And what ended up happening is that one of her PR people started following me on Instagram. Right. And I guess they were just, I didn't realize it at the time, but they were following and they were just like eyeing me out. And, um, and then um, a couple of days before New Year's, they reached out and they were like, hey, we love your page and we want to invite you to be a panelist for the JLo event that's happening on New Year's Day. Um, I know it's late, but if you can do it, let me know. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I could do this any time of day. What's good, everybody? I want to thank you so much for tuning in to episode 73 of Highly Invested, where we invest in ourselves, talk about personal growth, and we ask entrepreneurs and high performers about the best investments they've made in themselves that help get them to where they are today. And before we start this episode, I need to plug my new YouTube series, Reality Check Cannabis in 2020. It's an eight-episode edutainment series on the cannabis plant and the new budding cannabis industry in general. It's a little passion project of mine and my effort to help eliminate the negative stigma created over the years by the failed war on drugs that wrongfully associated the most versatile plant on the planet with crime and violence as an excuse to arrest minorities to fill the prison system. Since the natural progression of time has led us to rediscover its medicinal benefits and created a recreational industry that started in Canada with the U.S. next in line, the best time to consider investing is now. So tune into my YouTube channel at Make More Capital or search Reality Check Cannabis in 2020 to learn about the top U.S. and Canadian cannabis companies right now so you can pick the front runner to invest in and cash in on the upcoming Green Rush. Today on the show, we have the digital marketing specialist and money educator behind the account Investing Latina. Julie first came on the show for episode 11, as we were both venturing onto new platforms heading into 2020 before everyone's world got flipped upside down, including hers as her dad tested positive for COVID in March. Thankfully, he recovered, and this only amplified Julie's hustle as she thrived in so many ways, growing both her Instagram and YouTube accounts, winning a Plutus Award, plus she's created and now hosts the Investing Workshop on Instagram, which has allowed her to already reach and teach thousands of people how to start investing. So we're going to learn how she did it and stayed so resilient along the way. All right, and we've got Julie, uh, Julie Taveras from Investing Latino. <laughs> You're almost Latino. <laughs> I'm trying, I practice. How are you doing today, Julie? I'm doing great. It's so nice to be back on and to catch up. It's been a minute since we've spoken, so I'm really happy to be here. Seriously, yes. I just want to provide some context. I think, well, Julie's first ever podcast appearance was on this show in November of 2019, and obviously none of us could have predicted what happened in 2020, but since then we have grown a lot in many ways. So I want to know how Julie became so resilient and managed to take advantage of that year. So how's your new year going so far, Julie? It's going great. 2021 really started off with a bang. I had the chance to uh, meet JLo. That was the first thing that happened this year. So um, for those of you that don't know, like my Instagram is Investing Latina and I put JLo of personal finance as a joke because someone had like said that before. I post a bunch of memes about JLo and Sofia Vergara and Eva Longoria, like all of these Latinas that 
that I'm totally inspired by. Because but it's so perfect because that's your audience, right? Like, yeah, it totally is. But I'm inspired, you know, by their businesses and the work that they do, their careers. So I always uh, reference them to make financial memes and jokes. And it really catches people's attention. It's one of the things that helped me grow from last time I was on the show, I was probably like around 2000 followers, maybe 3000 if that. And we just hit 25,000 followers, which is really awesome because it just is about community for me. And I love that people can relate to my content. So it's been a great way to start the year and it's only the beginning. So imagine, yeah. but like if we talk about 2020, that's a whole different story in its own ways. You know, I, it's been a rough, that 2020 was really, really rough and you know, there were a lot of lessons learned. So I imagine it built a lot of character. But so before we get back into last year, tell us how you did. So did Jayla reach out to you? Did you reach out to her? Yeah. How so I, so this is what, and honestly, I'm still trying to put the pieces together on how it happened. You know, they, a lot of people talk about uh, manifestation and how you put energy out there and you um, try to envision what your future could be or the things that you want in life. Right. And so I literally adjusted my Instagram handle to read after investing Latina, it says JLo personal finance. And I did this around my birthday in December. So literally just a couple of weeks ago. And what ended up happening is that one of her PR people started following me on Instagram. Right. And I guess they were just, I didn't realize it at the time, but they were following and they were just like eyeing me out. And, um, <laughs> and then um, a couple of days before New Year's, they reached out and they were like, hey, we love your page and we want to invite you to be a panelist for the JLo event that's happening on New Year's Day. Um, I know it's late, but if you can do it, let me know. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I could do this any time of day. So it was really interesting that I think that it, it had a lot to do with that, with the fact that I changed my my title, I guess you can yeah, say that. Yeah, just that. that awareness to put JLo in there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's wow. obviously JLo, JLo's been working a lot lately. She has the beauty line. She has um, the album coming out. She has a movie coming out. So she's just been hustling all year pretty much. And of course she did the Super Bowl earlier this year. Right. So she's just getting a lot of search. And I think that helped me. So those of you that are out there that are like working on building a following, it's important to use keywords that are highly searched, keywords that are going to help you be discovered. And I believe that's really what kind of led me to this uh, place. And uh, it was just so funny because when I got the email, I was like, oh my God, I've been asking her around because I, when she launched the beauty line, I was curious as to who, what PR company was doing the the work for the for the line. Mm -hmm. And I even said to her, like, I was so curious who was doing the PR for JLo Beauty and here you are in my inbox. <laughs> so she was like cracking up about it. And it, it's just cool. I think you have to kind of put yourself out there. And we talked about this in in the first um, <laughs> you did episode that I did episode, with right? you, like we talked about how important it is to kind of put yourself out there and to take some risk and, and just do things that you like and that are going, going to be of value. So if you guys want to listen to, to that episode, definitely rewind and go back to, to the first episode I did here uh, on Highly Invested. And so 
that was kind of it. Now I'm hoping that we can work on some future projects together. I have another meeting with Well, now them. you're connected. Yeah, it's, it's just so, so, a lot of good points I just want to touch on there. It's like not being afraid to change things up. Like you switched your handle a bit just to try it out. And yes. boom, that worked. Uh, and just, it, it is so true, putting yourself out there. But then clearly when you do that and your community gives you the feedback that you, you know, that you're aiming for, it not only helps inspire them, but it keeps you going, right? And it just it's just like yes. this feedback loop that keeps growing. And Yeah, the feedback loop is good. And I just think of JLo like, I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the book. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up listening to her. And I was just like, it's so cool. I, I would just imagine like, so meeting someone that you've aspired to, just like, do you now see a lot more of, of her in you and just being able to hustle and knowing what, what you need to do? And I do, definitely. I think that she has always been like an inspo to me. I obviously grew up listening to her music. Like my first exposure to her was at the Selena movie. You know, I was probably, I don't know, eight years old or something like that, maybe right. younger. And, you know, I fell in love with that movie because of course, Selena, her music and the story. But I also fell in love with JLo and her, I think her her charisma, you know? And I think that that's something that's really important. I think it's something that has kind of made her who she is and has made people really fall in love with her because she's she keeps it real you know she's very honest she's super hardworking. so you know that's also a part of it you have to have both of those things like being likable but also being tough from a business perspective and and a work ethic perspective so it was really cool to see her and to interact with her and yeah so we'll see where it goes (laughs) seriously best of luck with that that's amazing hopefully eva longoria will be next and then yeah she's on my list <laughs> that's so cool and yeah so we'll take a step back to 2019 though because it is funny that the first episode like I might have been at a thousand or 1500 followers are just much smaller and we're both like okay yeah. you know what Julie let's just dedicate it 2020 we'll put in all the work and we'll see what can happen and like we'll start off in March when when obviously no one knew what was going on and COVID hit and New York was hit first and your dad ended up catching an early case and thankfully he recovered but how how difficult was that for you just the uncertainty Ooh, and how did you stay resilient was- so difficult it was tough man because um like you said we had all these plans for 2020 we talked about what our goals with our platforms were what our goals from a financial perspective were uh i wanted to buy property last year and you know that there was a whole curveball when when we talk about that but it was i was literally in london when the lockdown happened here in new york and they were like oh well, we're shutting down the country. Nobody can come back in. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I had planned on being in Europe for like an indefinite amount of time. It wasn't oh, even solidified. Really? Okay. I was just going to do some traveling and work on content and stuff like that. Um, really I had time. friends out important. there. Yeah. And I had some friends out there that I had been seeing, that I had been visiting. And also my sister, who is a playwright, had a meeting in Ireland that we were going to meet together. We were going to meet in Ireland for her meeting. And when Trump announced that they were shutting down the country, she was at JFK airport. I was on my way to Heathrow and we were like, what the beep? 
And all of us got on the phone on FaceTime with my parents and my other sister because it was such a moment where everybody was like, what the hell is going on? Like the world is ending. What is going on? Right. And so we were just trying to navigate what was going to happen. I was already in transit. She was at her gate and, you know, they were like saying that we wouldn't be able to come back into the country. And at that point, like my sister was so this is this was like her big break right this is something that she had been working on it's a huge um production company and studio she was like i, I don't know i i see what's going on but i do not want to miss this opportunity and so she took the risk and i and everybody in the family was like you know if you want to do it let's go for it you know obviously we have to be safe and we have to social distance and and so we did it and i met her in ireland we spent a couple days there they actually had like no cases of COVID, which was great. Like it was actually a good place to be, but we did come back right away. And as soon as we got back, my dad calls us, we were going to quarantine for 14 days. Right. And my dad calls us and he's like, I'm not feeling well. And we were like, O-M-G. And then, but you'd landed back in the U.S. at this point, at least? Yes. Okay. Yes. You. So we did the meeting. It was only a couple days. She had to spend a couple days coming up with um, the treatment and the writing. And we came back. And literally the next day, my dad was like, I don't feel well. Um, I think I have to go get tested. My chest is tight. I, you know, I can't breathe really well. So everything changed obviously in that instance because i had like everything had already changed because i was going to be in europe for a while and then we came back and i was at my sister's apartment quarantining and then um i had to just go into high gear and contact my father's doctors who thank god thank god for the nyu team because they acted really quickly they got him an appointment right away which at that point it, it was pretty difficult you know okay. you there and and there weren't systems in place yet which that's the worst part and it was there early. Aren't any, you, you know what day it was just like it was literally like the 19th of march right so it's so early but like it was, just, it was right after we locked down on that friday right. and when i came back it was like the tuesday or wednesday and um he was already like not feeling well so right. I mean, you were saying no protocol. There was no plans. Or there anything. was no protocol. They were just like, oh, okay, let's have him tested. And he got tested and it came back positive. And I don't know what it was. I had been already so focused on the YouTube, you know, because yeah. I love the YouTube channel. I had been filming in my travels in Portugal, in London, in Ireland. That's where I had gone so far. Right. So when I got the news, I turned on my camera and... I just shared it on camera and it was tough. It was tough to like experience that. It was tough to watch back. And I ended up posting it on YouTube. And still to this day, I get people that leave me a comment that says, my parent just got diagnosed. I don't know what to do. It's so scary. And I immediately respond to those comments. And I'm immediately like, you know, it's okay. My dad recovered. I'm sure they can too. Just stay positive. These are some right. of the things that I did to navigate the situation. So it wasn't, I, I, I didn't have a YouTube channel based on health and wellness, but I posted that because it was my experience and what I was going through. And that story really, you know, hit a lot of people and they were, you know, very, everyone was so nice everybody was praying and my dad spent two weeks in icu so it was it was tough like yeah. i had moments where i didn't think 
you know, we were going to see the other side of this. So, but we did. And my content definitely took a hit. My business took a hit because I had all these plans and all these videos that I wanted to make. And I just didn't because I had to deal with the, the issue at hand. Right. But I still continue to share. I didn't completely close off and just like get off of social media. I stayed on. It was a moment that everybody was, you know, unsure of what was going to happen. There was so much uncertainty. So I felt best being within community and I got so much strength from my, my followers and my, and the friends that I've made through my platform and it helped me a lot. So I'm really grateful for that. And I think that that's also a reason why I treat my community with so much love and respect because it's not a one-sided thing. You know, it goes both ways. I'm trying my best to create great content, but they're also being very supportive and they're also experiencing things in life and sharing their stories with me. So it was tough, but I I did, you know, the best that I could. And my dad is a freaking warrior. He's just so strong. Yeah. And and people were like, oh my God, your dad is home. It, it was great. So it was really nice, although it was definitely a challenging couple of weeks. Oh, I imagine it felt like forever almost, like just the time would have stood still. Oh, yeah. It's just completely different. And we couldn't go, you know, we were in quarantine. We couldn't go anywhere. So I was just like sitting there all day, like just wondering, oh my God, what could happen? And then so much media attention around it. It was like, it was rough. It's it's great that he recovered. And just for you to put that out there though, because it's so true at that time, no one had any, there were no protocols. There were no real strategy or there just not a lot of good information on what to do. So you know, you were an example for many people too, to how to stay strong through it. And I'm just glad your community did, uh, you know, kind of double down with you and just be like, wow, this girl's really sharing what's important. And like, that's how you get through tough stuff. So can you share us a little or share a little bit more of how you've built this community over the year? I know you've added texting or that option of texting you. So how does that work? And yeah, how, how has focusing more on, on the people that you provide the content for uh, helped you kind of create a better foundation? Yeah, I think that it began with, I've always stuck with the pillars that I want to talk about. And it's kind of broadened a little bit, but it's also niched down even more. It's strange that it's like an oxymoron. But the thing about it is that when I started Investing Latina, it was focused on three pillars. And this is this applies to the YouTube channel, my Twitter, every social that I'm on. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to talk about building credit investing into the stock market and investing into real estate so all of my content from the beginning even if you go back to like my first youtube videos those were the three youtube videos that i had how to build credit um how to start investing in the stock market and how to get started with real estate those were my first three videos and they still continue to be some of the like most watched videos um and that set the tone for the brand and my work so since that, that was really, since I focused on those things, I talked about those things constantly, then people started coming to me for those things and asking me questions. And, and they all I've come up into each other too, which is nice. Like the yeah. getting, you know, or building credit is so important. And I just imagine with the percentage of people that, you know, are say paycheck to paycheck, the first thing they needed to get done is just that. And it's just like, well, right. once that's done, you're kind of taking them into the next thing. Yes. So it's, and, and at the beginning I built small Instagram groups to help people with credit. And this was, you know, just for free, but nothing, 
no charge. It was just me trying to help people out. Back. And those groups and those groups just like we've, they've grown so much and they've gotten to the place where they're like super confident investors. So it's just so awesome to see that the people that like started with me that really came to me because I was talking about credit building. They're like, Oh my God, this is great. I want to see like using the hashtag, you know, build credit or um, credit score. And they were looking for that. And now they're like investors. So yeah, I really, um, the way that things changed a little bit, because as I mentioned, it, it I kind of broadened in a way what I talked about, but then also kind of niched down. So ultimately what people wanted to hear the most about was how to invest in the stock market. And you know, the everything that happened from an economic perspective in 2020 kind of fueled all of that. So people were scared. Yeah. because they lost their jobs and they had no savings or investing. They were maybe taking out loans on their 401k, which was a video that I made that did really, really well too. Um, or they were, it was a wake up call for them kind of like, Oh my God, I have been living paycheck to paycheck. I haven't been focused on investing, although I've been doing a little bit of it. I need to step it up. Um, so there were all these things. And then of course we got stimulus packages here and everyone had sort of this um, inflow that they weren't expecting, whether they had no job or whether they still had their jobs, but receiving a stimulus check. Right. So there were a lot of things that came into play during the, the first half of the year. And I decided that since that's what people were asking me and that's, I, so at some point during the year, I'm not sure when it was, oh yeah, it was, it was at the, it was probably like in June, but I came up with ask me money things which I trademarked and asked me money things was like, I constantly used it and people were asking me questions on Instagram stickers and DNs and I loved it. Like I love answering people's questions. I ended up making a vlog out of it for my YouTube channel. And then that actually got nominated for an award, which was like so freaking cool for a Plutus award, which is like the personal finance Oscars, they call it, you know, Big deal <laughs> so, for us in the community. yeah, it is. And so ask me money things was kind of like the thing that really amped me up in terms of how people perceived me. Mm -hmm. They knew that they can come to me for questions. You know, it wasn't like snooty where I'm like, Oh no, I'm not answering questions. Oh no, don't hit me up on DM. None of that. You know, I want people to reach out to me. I want people to ask questions because ultimately the goal is to create more financially powerful people, people that have enough knowledge to at least get started and to slowly improve their finances. So, so that is, um, ask me when things became a thing. I ended up getting tapped into by time magazine to write, for their personal finance website, Next Advisor, which was also really cool. Because <laughs> once I did that, once I accepted that, they I also got mentioned as a money expert to follow with Susie Orman, Rami, uh, Tiffany the Bajanista, everybody, like all of the cool people that I've always admired and, and, and looked up to for the work that they do when it comes to personal finance. I was with those people. So it was really like awesome to be in that little group. And it, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. And people started reaching out. I started getting all these interview requests and all these um, 
all these podcast requests and speaking engagements. So it got nuts. And this is why, you know, I definitely wanted to come on the show sooner, but it got so nuts for me that I was just like, yikes, this is crazy. And but I just want to say though, amazing how much like you just tried new things and they worked. Like how, how great must that feeling be too? Just like, cause I'm sure you, you know, you're trying something different, especially when you're switching to YouTube or then you're getting back and you're asking people to, to ask you questions. It's just, you're, it's just very cool that testing, right? You're testing. Exactly. You can't be afraid to try new things just because you never know what's really going to pop off and work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there were so many things that like at the beginning, I always used to use small financial win. And we talked about this on our episode and people that still sticks with people. People still are like, Oh, I know you don't mention small financial win, but I have one to share. And I love that because I'm like, you know, I got to get back to that. I think it's something that's still really important, but it's also kind of hard as a content creator to be able to hit all the things that we want to hit because we have so many ideas. We have so many goals. We're like, you know, we can be super creative. I know you are too. You know, you do your raps, which I love, by the way. You need to do a new one. Uh, so it's always kind of, it can be hard for us it to is. constantly create content that's relevant, timely, polished. So, it, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge. Some people have like reached out and said, oh, why don't you do this anymore? Why, why don't you do that? And I'm like, I wish I could. It's just that I'm running out of time every day. <laughs> If it's just it, saying, right? It's like, if only you had more time, then we absolutely Yes. Could. Oh, and you mentioned the texting. Yes, texting. Well, because I've, I've seen that done. It seems like a very popular trend now, actually. So yeah. 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 So the texting came about in August, I want to say. And I just did something small. I didn't really focus too much on it. And I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to approach it. It's still kind of a work in progress, to be completely honest and transparent. But <laughs> I... I thought I I would try it because I was a little fearful that something would happen with Instagram. And I'm like, oh my God, if Instagram disappears, like I'm going to lose my connection to so many people. And so I decided, okay, let me branch out a tiny bit and create a texting service, which is really the kind of future of marketing. Email is still really, really important, but I think slowly it'll become less important. I'm, you know, it's going to have its purpose always, Mm -hmm. but I decided to try it. And you got to think of the generation. Millennials love texting, right? Yes. We love texting for sure. And Gen Z, forget it. They don't want to sign up for any emails. (laughs) So, so that's why I started it. And at first I was like, Hey guys, text me. (laughs) And nobody texted me. They're like, yeah, no. Um, But then this is something that I just started doing probably a month ago. I said, all right, ask me money things via text. And that's when it started coming in. And, and for some reason, people felt a little bit more comfortable sharing their struggles and their money questions via text versus on Instagram. Okay. Right. And, and I promise to always get back to them, which I do, which definitely keeps me up, <laughs> but it, people really started signing up and joining the texting community. And it's really fun. It's like, you can create different um, labels for people based on what they ask. Like I have labels for newbies, for example, I have labels for, um, people that are already on in their investing journey, but more accelerated. 
and I have, so I have like a bunch of different labels of groups. You basically group people together, which you could totally do via email, like through email services too. But the texting one is like so streamlined and cool. So I really like it. Good. And people, people are texting me their questions. And at the end of the day, that's ultimately what I want to do. I want to, and a lot of times it's not even just investing. It'll be other things, but most of the times it is about investing and that's what and that's what led me to creating the investing workshop good yes okay well so we'll come back to that one um but yeah so i just want to say at least with the um the ask me money things i'm glad that you kept to it because i've asked many times on my stories questions like hey ask me anything i don't get anything so i just now i don't do them anymore but i should because i do want to at least show people that i'm willing to but um, and then just on that before, like as a content creator, it, it's not easy to make content every day too, right? You have energy some days, you have you don't have it the other days. So, like me today, I woke up at twelve thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> it's like sleep, yeah, right? I could I could have been doing a bunch of TikToks this morning, but yeah, I needed to I needed some extra sleep today. <laughs> Your body was like, let's recharge just a bit more. It'd be worth yes. it. And then so using the whole zoom and the online sort of approach to the investing workshop yeah tell me about that because almost like how did more people not think of that idea before and you just have yeah. the perfect presentation the marketing skills to get it out there so yeah tell us about that it's been really cool we talked about that two-way conversation and that sort of cycle where if people are asking you things and you see repetition in what they're asking mm -hmm. that's when there's a viable product that's where, where there's opportunity. So I consistently get, kept getting asked, how do I get started? Um, I don't have a lot of money to start, but I want to participate. I know that I need to save more money. So that's where the investing workshop came about. And I had already thought of the investing workshop back in 2019 because I wanted to create some sort of platform, mm -hmm. some sort of um, educational thing and so i had gotten the handle in 2019 and i created the investing workshop very you know thinking forward on how i wanted to do it but i will tell you this that the mistake that i made was hesitating yeah. and not not launching sooner and i think that in hindsight that you know like it would have been a lot different if i had done it sooner i think that i had a lot of doubt in my mind I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, this is tricky. I don't know. Like, well, investing too is like sensitive to talk about just in general, right? It's more psychological than I think anything. So, yeah. And also, um, not being a certified financial planner, I was doubting myself. I was like, you know, there was this a little, little bit of imposter syndrome, like, okay, who am I to be talking about this stuff? And then, so I hesitated and obviously COVID hit and that was a mess. And then we had the social unrest of George Floyd. That was a mess. Yeah. And then ultimately when the summer came around, I was like, all right, let me get back to work. Let me try to find a flow. Let me figure out what I'm going to do with the investing workshop. And then I started doing ask me money things, the vlog. And shortly after that, I, um, I had already created the structure of what I wanted to teach, but yeah. then I finessed the name and the marketing of it. And that's when I came up with the investing workshop, index funds and ETFs. So that bought so much, it caught everybody's attention because- Those words, this is everyone knows, right? Index fund, I've heard that before, but yes. how do I, right? 
Yes, absolutely. So given it that name, the workshop sold out immediately. Like I was oversold on the workshop and I was like, oh shoot, some people didn't get in. And, and those were, these are like little learning mistakes that you make along the way. And, and I, you know, so I had to kind of correct that for the second time. Like, all right, we can't be oversold and have people like, oh, I can't get in. So um, I did that and people really liked it. So people had already, people know what index or have an idea of what index funds and ETFs are. And there's so much content out there telling them that they should do that. But there is still is a disconnect in terms of, okay, I want to do that, but how do I do that? And I need more guidance on how to do that. And that's why I named it that. And it's been really, really great since, since then. And I've had to adjust. You know, there are definitely things that I had to add because the first time around, people felt like it was too complicated. Okay, right. Well, you're giving them too much info. They're like, this is great, but like <laughs> yeah, two sessions or something. So then I kind of toned it down a little bit and and that helped. And I got, because I always ask for feedback. I always send a form afterwards. Like, how was this for you? And, and people are, can be really honest. Like somebody was like, it sucked. <laughs> Right. Not in those words. They were much nicer, but they, but basically that was the gist of it. They were like, yeah, this was not what I was expecting. I thought this was more. So this was the second one that I did. The first one, people said that it was too complicated. Right. So the second one, I bought it down a little bit in terms of complexity. And that was the one that was like, this sucked. I thought this was more um, one, uh, 2.0 or something like that. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, but, uh, but with that, that's where like customer service comes in and you just have to be like, well, you know, let me fix that for you. I'm going to give you access to the first one. And the first one has a lot more detail. And so that they like that and they okay. responded well to that. And yeah. It helps you kind of keep people happy. <laughs> Amazing though, right? Do people assume like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to deal with problems or I don't want to deal with people. But like you say, as long as you just, well, how can I help make it better? It, it really resolves a lot of the, the worry or stress. But no, I'm just so glad that you, you kind of went with the flow of, of the migration online and took advantage of that because yeah. it's a great concept. And like, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, you know, there's so much of it. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like um, it was kind of the beginning in a sense, but not really because there are a lot, there are tons of people that have courses and things like that. Um, I didn't want to make a course because I was like, investing is already intimidating. A course can be also intimidating like oh a whole situation it's gonna take a whole bunch of weeks so I did I wanted to take like my goal with investing is to take away the the fear and the complexity of it right and simple and make it very simple and that's what I think the workshop is able to offer like in the one hour that you're here two hours that you're here you're going to have you're going to get a full scope on how things work and you're going to learn enough to get started everything else can slowly kind of come and you'll learn more as you go, but at least I'm getting you started. So, so that was my goal and, and people really like it. So I have one coming up. Uh, on the how 18th. often do you do them? Like once a month or twice a month? I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it, but last year I did it. I did it four times. Um, okay. October. No, I did one. I did two in October because right. um the first one oversold. So I had to kind of like act quickly, make up to make it up to those people. Right. And um, 
And I also, you know, to everybody, because I got tons of messages like, oh my God, I missed the workshop. I didn't realize the date, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I had to, I did two back to back. And then I did one in November and one in December. And it's and been- And then December's a write-off for Christmas and all that, right? So at least until kind of the new year, usually. Yes, so. yes. So now going forward, there's a lot of other workshops that I'm building into the program, Good. the full investing workshop, like different, very different ways of investing. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get much sleep. Are you moving into are real sure. estate in that sense? Like, are you uh, kind of- As a workshop? Yeah, just sort of what, what you've yeah. done in the past. And because I know yeah. you were really good at showing the content. Um, I just want to say too, because like I still use the the outline you gave me for our first episode. Yes. Like the I template that right? on the IG page. Yeah, because I'm just like, Julie, she's good at that. And it's, it works. <laughs> it's, it works. If it, if it works, you know, use it. It really, and the consistency is important. So it's nice that you kept it consistent because people now recognize it. Whenever I see it, I know that it's you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. <laughs> so it's like so good. I from a visual perspective have definitely changed because <laughs> for some reason I just, you know, can't stay still. So that's a little bit of my, my bad because I like testing different things. I test different colors and, um, but I'm, I'm kind of getting to a place where I really like it. And I think I'm going to hold on to it for a while. <laughs> good. Good. And you, you mentioned earlier, there was a curveball that came up when you were doing your um, rental property research. Uh, mm, oh yeah so for your question like um yeah. i do want to create an investing workshop for real estate specifically right. well I'll probably bring someone in to be a part of it and um last year i wanted to save fifty thousand dollars to buy a property and um the savings yeah it kind of it, it did happen but the whole market is so high right now so it's been tough and at the end of the day, I just felt like there was so much going on. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the right time. Let's see what 2021 will bring. So hopefully I'll be able to buy, you know, my second property this year. But at the same rate, I'm just not going to even put too much pressure around it because the world is still trying to get it together. There's so, so much going on. So right. I'm not super rushed by it, but I do want to make it happen. That's the right attitude. I mean, you got to make it work when it's going to work for you. And yeah, yeah things have come up. Sometimes you got to put stuff on hold to, to figure it out. Yeah, because we have to pri prioritize certain things. And then oftentimes we have to reprioritize based on circumstances. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, good. Well, hey, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know uh, you got to go soon. So a few more questions. Just the Plutus Awards. Tell us which one you won. And uh, yes, how, was that a surprise? Your first <laughs> nomination. I was shocked. So it's really funny because I had when I when it when it was gonna happen when they opened up nominations. They were like, "All right, you know, have your your audience, have your followers, your readers, have them vote for you for a Plutus Award." And I started talking about it, and I. I can like when I do something, I go all in on it. And so I was like, oh my God, y'all, like vote for me for best new video channel. That was the one that I like really wanted. I was like, oh my God, I want to meet best new video channel. This is the only year that I'll ever qualify for this award because this is the year that I created the channel. Nice. So, so I would never qualify for it again. 
and I was like, vote for me for best new video channel. And I did it every day. I reminded people every day. I, I know they were sick of me by the end of it. Like a month, I think I spent, I guess it might've been, I think it was 20 days that I had shared it right. consistently every day. Three weeks. Every day I shared a video because I had a lot of videos at that point. Right, right. I shared a video and I, which was great for the YouTube channel too, because people would go to it. So I shared, oh, there's a video that I have up on YouTube. Don't forget to vote for me for best new video channel. And people voted. And ultimately I got, when they released the nominations, I recorded it because of course, YouTuber, right? So I filmed it and I got the funniest uh, video of my reaction. So they, I got nominated for four awards. One for um, best new series for Ask Me Money Things. Great. So that was the YouTube series of me answering a bunch of frequently asked questions okay. in different categories. And I got um, best video for current events. And that was for a video that I did regarding taking out the 401k loan, which I mentioned earlier. So that one I created just because of the timing. People right. were losing their jobs left and right. And everybody was like, oh, I'm going to take my 401k out. And I'm like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait a second. Before you do it, watch this video where I explain the pros and cons. And um, that was really great. The video did great and it got nominated. And then um, there was also, I ended up not getting nominated for best new video channel. So that was a okay. bummer. bummer. I was like, no, why? <laughs> the one that I wanted. But of course I got all these other nominations. And then the big one was new, instead of video, new, new channel, new video channel, right. I got best video channel of the year nomination and i was like what but i was up against like heavyweights i was the small fish in that pond right. because graham stefan was in, nominated for in that category who has four i don't know four, maybe two million followers i guess or subscribers um my rich journey who i love and has been documenting their fire journey and living in portugal um, rich and regular who I absolutely love because they make like cooking videos while talking about personal finance. So I was up against all of these amazing people. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way that I'm gonna, gonna do that. And I'm, for some reason, I'm forgetting the last nomination. That was, that's the big one. Was it was the one? Was it related to Instagram at all? No, which, no. what was it? For current events, uh, best video channel, this best new series, right. and uh, oh man, I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Is this fourth I, one the one that you won? I ended up not winning any of the ones that I got nominated for. Oh, okay. So it was interesting because I watched, I, I recorded it, never releasing that footage, <laughs> ever, 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 um, but I ended up... I, so I recorded that, that night and I was all dressed. I wasn't dressed up that night. We filmed like a, a, a carpet event, a red carpet event beforehand. Okay, I just pulled it up. Best investment content. That, okay, good. That's the one. And so I got that one just for my work on, um, on Instagram and, and YouTube also. So, and I, that was another one where I was up against JL Collins. I'm like, okay, the guy that wrote Simple Path to Wealth, right. So I already went into it kind of, feeling like I wasn't going to win anything, but I thought after thinking about it, I was like, I think I might be able to win best series for asking money things. Right. And I recorded it. I didn't win any of them. I was in tears. I was so upset. I was like, fudge, 
why I didn't get anything. I got so many nominations, I didn't get anything. And I turned off the camera and the last award of the night was People's Choice. And I won People's Choice Award. That community. I, have, I have no recording for it, no reaction. Oh. And I was already a hot mess. I was just so upset. I was crying. I was like, oh, I wanted to win so bad. And um, I won People's Choice Award because people were just voting for me for everything. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> it was so funny because they, you know, they were just like, yeah, investing Latina, investing Latina. So I ended up winning that award, which is actually, I later learned, like, the coolest award and everybody that has won the award is like people that I absolutely love that are community builders right. that care about you know their audience so it's it was an honor it was a privilege to to win <laughs> yeah, even though I even though I didn't get the one that I wanted but it was it was so awesome and I dedicated it to my grandma and my sisters okay. so it's it's awesome can't always get what you want but you try sometimes to get what you need right well that's the thing like you we go into it thinking oh this is what i want to do this is what i'm i'm gonna do but at the end of the day your audience is what tells you what you should do <laughs> the market always speaks right and you got they're the ones that decide they're like okay no this is what i want so hopefully next year you know it'll be we'll see what happens we'll see if i if i get better <laughs> Or you will. And like, it's just, it's so cool to see how far you can go when you apply yourself, right? And, yeah. Um, and not give up. Try a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, be consistent, which is hard. It's not, it's not easy to be consistent. I fall off the wagon a bunch of times. Um, but you get back up and you're present there for, for your people, for your community, and you're focused on what your mission is. Yeah, exactly. And is there a single thing that you're most proud of so far? Um, wow. Hmm. I'm really proud of the investing workshop. Good, you should because be. I think that that has connected me with people that really had nowhere to go or didn't know where to go, didn't know how to get started. And now they do. And now they're making it happen. And I was looking at the numbers last night and I want to add up like how much everybody is investing, everybody that has taken the workshop right, right. and the numbers are looking crazy. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, like there's so many millionaires that are being created because people are so focused they're, they're They have a plan for how they're going to invest. And I think that that's really powerful. So I, it's definitely my most proud accomplishment of 2020. Good, good. It's just, yeah, social media opened my eyes this last year of how perfect it is for educators. And like, it's just practice to find out what works and, you know, what. Yeah. And looking for, for those, for what the needs are. You have to be alert. You have to be aware. And you have to, you be have in to find your, your people. Yeah, you got to be in it for sure. That's a good point. Um, and then so I guess, yeah, we'll end off with this. When is the next investing workshop and where can people find more about you online? Yes, I am online everywhere as Investing Latina. Juliana Tavares is my full name. You can also uh, find me as Juliana Tavares on the publishing published websites that I write for, um, including Time Magazine, Next Advisor, Huffington Post, um, and a handful of other ones. So you can check it all out right on my website, investinglatina.com. They're all tagged. And also... Um, 
you can find me on TikTok, which is like the next to do. You already know how that is. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can text me, ask me money things, um, right to my text message number, which is 917-636-4049. So the next workshop is going to happen on the 18th of January, 2020, but there will be many more. 2021. 2021, thank you, you see. <laughs> I'm still that I'm that person that's still writing 2020 in the notebook. Uh, the that's next cool. workshop, you write the date on the top left corner. And, and then you have to cross it out like, ah, oh, damn, wrong year. So uh, January 18th, 2021, index funds and ETFs. And then there will be more workshops about dividend investing and how to choose individual stocks. And in the future, we're going to have um, how to invest into real estate and then eventually how to invest um, into businesses. So establishing your own business and what are the things that you need to know to kind of make all of that happen. So check it out. Maybe. I look forward to, to seeing some of y'all live online. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for the year ahead. Yeah, well, you've got the vision and I want to wish you the best of luck. And just thanks again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Let's do this again, hopefully before 2022, but if not in 2022, and we'll see how far we've come. Yes, thank you so much, Jordan. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. And that is it for episode 72, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that and got some value out of it. And if you want to follow Julie or find more of any of her information or when the next investing workshop is, I've put all her information in the show notes. So you can find that in the podcast app. That being said, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this, please share it with any friends or like-minded individuals as it really helps out my podcast. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or rating, I'd love to know who's listening. Um, And of course, it's always nice to get one of those. So that would be lovely if you can drop one of those. Uh, Lastly, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and at anchor.fm slash highly invested. This is your host, Jordan Highly signing off. Stay highly invested in yourselves, everybody. Till next time.